welcome to episode 62 of Dial H for Hero Clicks, where I'm your host Hunter Smith. With me today is the always sexy Drew Alderson. How you doing? And the man who's went through more shaft than the prison escape scene in Shawshank Redemption, Mister Austin Smith. How you doing? No, I'm sad. <laughs> I'm not. Today we are going to be doing a short format today because uh, we have a lot planned today. So we're gonna just do news and community pretty much we do have a lot of uh gmail stuff to go through and also some corrections from last week's podcast we did bad last week let's start off with the news section there's not a lot but there's a couple official spoilers we have a couple Yu-Gi-Oh spoilers actually the forest crew if you guys want to follow along <laughs> the forest crew go to well, they all have forest internet. I guess Little Red Riding Hood doesn't, but she might as well. She's from the fucking forest. She's from the forest. Uh, go to HeroClicks.com and then find the Yu-Gi-Oh! Series 2. So much anger at Little Red Riding Hood, Drew. What happened there? And we'll split these up. We'll let Drew start with the forest wolf. Uh, he's in a dress. I think Austin should probably start with That's an apron. Thank you very much. This sculpt is pretty pretty nice, though. I got 10 say. out of 10. When, okay, so Forest Wolf has the all-important Leon Wilson keyword, if you know who the fuck Leon Wilson is. I watched Yu-Gi-Oh! and I don't. Oh, Jesus Christ. Who was Leon? Is that I, must be a new character after we yeah, stopped watching. Yeah, he's probably this char- This monster is also way ahead of our time because yeah, I do not. I've never seen any of these newfangled kids, and they're <laughs> they're sparkling new monsters. They were confusing. You get you get ran out of cool monster creation ideas in the later years, and they just started fucking <laughs> grabbing anything. They were high as fuck when they decided <laughs> to make this character. The belly of the wolf. He has a trait. When Forest Wolf's KO's an opposing character, place that character on Forest Wolf's card. When Forest Wolf is KO'd during an opponent's turn, place the highest point character on its card in the square Forest Wolf occupied. That character is added to your opponent's force on its last non-KO click and is then healed of one damage. That's pretty slick, actually. Yeah. He's your basic beater. Basic 60-point beater. Dial's not bad, honestly. Dial ain't bad. He's 60 points, you get some exploit weakness, you get some precision strike, you get some charge. Well, the the dial's beefed up to make up for the, or because of the trait. Right. Yeah. You could avoid the trait, though, just by pushing him to death. Pretty much. Because it says on your opponent's turn, so I mean, there's way, or if you pulse them to finish them off or something like that. If you're smart about it, you could end up not having to worry about the Mm. Not to mention, if you eat a higher point figure over a lower, then the lower is effectively done. Mm Mm-hmm. He's pretty good. Pretty good. Charge, bl- charge, precision, exploit, and then, and then blades and CCE. He's not bad for sixty points. Animal keyword too. He ain't bad. Next up, we have, of course, Little Red Riding Hood, which I'll let Austin talk about because you have to do the hunter, right? That's right. <laughs> uh, Little Red Riding Hood is the Leon Wilson and Earth keyword. Oh man, this Leon Wilson keyword's been showing up so much lately, Hunter. I know. It's meta guarantee. <laughs> he has no combat. I'm just so tiny. Leon Wilson um, team. <laughs> Has a special trait, Summon the Huntsman. When she's KO'd by an opposing character, all friendly characters that share a keyword with her modify their attack values by one for the rest of the game. That's pretty good. Uh, would like to point out that that is not unless already modified by this effect. So you could run three little red riding hoods, get them killed, and have all your earth monsters plus three attack for the rest of the game. Yeah, that's true. I don't know that it'd be worth it, but you could do it. I think it'd be awesome. Because she's not that good. I know. I don't think. Mind control and perplex. I don't know. 46 point perplex that if it dies, it's plus one combat value, or plus one attack. 
Um, and then she has a damage power, uh, Protect Me. She can use Mastermind to transfer damage to character 75 points or less. If that character's named Forest hum- Hunter, he doesn't have to be adjacent. Sweet. Got mind control too. Yeah, my my control at a what's the default range six? Or the minimum's one? four, wow. or you could do it with melee, um, and then she's nine attack too. So I mean, you you could do a ten. A, oh, you a could ten do attack it. mind control for a forty six point piece. I guess it actually is not bad at all. Yeah. So she's a little better than I was giving her credit for. Sculpt's pretty cool too. And then lastly, we have the forest hunter. I think this guy's actually pretty slick. Oh, dude, I love. I love He's singing. pretty good. Uh, he's 54 points. Very cheap for what he brings. He's a, a sharpshooter, 5 range. His trait is hunting the wolf. When he targets a character 100 points or more with the animal or warrior keyword, modify his attack plus 1, and he already has a 10. Uh, he has pre- he has leap climb, precision strike, reflexes, and range combat expert. So that plus 1 attack will be nice. Um, sharpshooter too. Yeah, sharpshooter. So... He has that for two clicks. He Instead of Precision Strike, he then picks up End Cap. His dial is only five clicks long, but if you're running events where you have to have specific keywords, which I know we do from time to time, um, if it's like a warrior type or animal format, he'd be really good. I just want to point out the hilarity of the fact that his trait doesn't work off the big bad wolf. Yeah, that's true, because that wolf was <laughs> not 100 points worth of it. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, it's even better than we thought. Oh, 100 points or more. Or, or with the animal okay. warrior keyword. When he targets a character 100 points or more, or with the animal or warrior keyword, he gets plus one okay, attack. Okay, that's a lot better. That's a lot better than I thought, yeah. So any character 100 points or more, he's getting plus one attack on. And in Yu-Gi-Oh, you're going to find a lot of animal and warrior keyword people. Yeah, and 100 point or more I'd say people. those are definitely the, the two most common keywords that I've seen so far on Yu-Gi-Oh. That aren't Yu-Gi-Oh specific keywords, I guess I mystical. should say. There's not a whole lot of mystical though. Okay. Um, then we have okay. So whether these are legit or not, we don't know. But they have the internet ablaze. I'm sure most of you guys have probably already seen them. They were, but they popped up on eBay, right? Yeah. Because basically, what happens is every now and then, an employee at one of these Chinese factories that's printing out the figures will take a couple of them. And either they're defective for some reason, or or they just swiped them right off the line. And they'll throw them on eBay and make a fortune off of them. Um, what we have here is a... And then they will be shot by the WizKids. And <laughs> the WizKids Stormtroopers. Um, That's okay, they'll never get hit if they're Stormtroopers. Yeah, this is true. What we have here is uh, two of the con exclusives for next year, actually. Which are... Uh, for DC, we have Gaslight Batman. And for Marvel, we have Doctor Nemesis. Who has not been clicks, I don't think. Nope. And, uh, well, I will say this. We don't know if they're for next year. There's no official yeah. word. Well, they're, num- they're numbering. No, here's the thing. That doesn't matter. Here's the thing. Their numbering is the missing number that got skipped over this past year. Ooh. Because there's, yeah. like, for example, Batman is number 16. Now let's look on HD Realms and see what, because I'm pretty sure there's already a number 15 and number 17. Like, they went past... And everybody was like, well, what yeah, happened? What? Everybody's like, what I happened wonder, to those missing I wonder if they're like numbers. Kids Open exclusives or something. Could be. Let's, yeah, because see, then uh, she Hulk, Hulk and She-Hulk 16, Impossible Man's 18, and there never was a 17. And so Same goes Dr. with... Nemesis, and then under DC, it's... So, 
that's exactly why everybody was always everybody was like, well, what happened to those figures? Well, the, these are apparently the figures because they look very legitimate. Oh, they're entire like those are awesome skulls. They don't have cards, but they're they look very legitimate. Um, sculpts look really good. I I hope that they are figures that are going to come out eventually. My point was. They don't necessarily have to be convention exclusives. They probably are, but I'm just saying they don't necessarily have to be. because Just because they have the gold WizKids symbol yeah. doesn't mean that they're convention exclusives because those X-Men that we just got in the team base kit all have the gold WizKids um, exclusive. Also, and they have the same lettering, the M-blah-blah-blah. Um, blah, blah. Go to the unit section real quick. Okay. Because go to the WK on the far left. That's just that's the holiday. Okay, so WK is the generic characters that aren't part of it. WKM is Marvel. WKD. Yeah, but um, yeah. I see my point saying. is, Rogue and Psylocke and Angel all have that exact same thing. So I mean, you can keep your fingers crossed that maybe they'll be in a future OP kit type deal. I don't know. Don't maybe know maybe they'll be a holiday figure. Maybe they'll be a con exclusive. Maybe they'll never come out at all. I don't know. I don't know. That but, Batman just seems too perfect as a con exclusive choice. The Doctor Nemesis makes me sad, but yes, yeah. kind. Of, well, to be du- fair, Dupe they had never clicked before either, yeah. and they and put him in. Gentleman Ghost and Joan. Or well, they well they Ghost had a re- Ghost had a really old one. I'm pretty sure. Let me double check. He did. It was like stupid old. Yeah, it Origin. Was, it was okay. Origin. Man. So, anyways, um, yeah. So if you want to see those sculpts, now these are not on, of course. Uh, HeroClix's official website. You'll have to go through Realms or... Actually... Uh, the, main, the main page of Realms has them. If so I remember, I'll uh, link the URL in case... Which is pretty funny. In case it's passive by now. Uh, that is it for news, as far as I know. You guys got know of anything else? Uh, no. <laughs> Let's go to community. Uh, we are going to do a quick Reddit rules um, section today as well. Let's start with Reddit rules. Um... We last week we talked about ultra heavies. We had a guy who was had a uh, venue that let them put ultra heavies taking up multiple squares, and um, of course they we were saying that's illegal. It only goes in one square unless it's a vehicle that gets destroyed. Um, he came back with saying, quoting this line in the 2014 rulebook, which says this object may occupy more than one square. So my response to that was, I always assumed that that bullet point was just in there so that when the vehicle is destroyed, it's legal for it to take up however big it's yeah. supposed to be. Not, But I went through the whole rule book trying to find something about when you place your objects. Does it say somewhere in the rule book specifically that they can only occupy one square? It doesn't, actually. So I... Uh, Opened a thread on, uh, actually me and uh, another person on, I think, Red Gears. Also, we kind of simultaneously opened questions on WizKids' official rules forum. They answered. They said, yes, they do have to be specifically in one in one exact square. They cannot be on the lines between squares. And that, that, that bullet point is in there to make the vehicles legal when they turn into a Ultra Heavy. So, just in case you're wondering, it is definitely... Ultra heavies have to be in I one square. Where the hell they were finding that at? But I mean, it, I did find it interesting that no, it, I could not find it. They they should specify in the object section, like when you place objects, they need to be in one distinct square. I guess you know, yeah. 
So, anyways, just wanted to clarify that. Unless they're planning on making object a special object later that covers multiple or something. Um, we'll do that in a minute. The other one I wanted to quickly talk about was sealed. Uh, somebody was wanting advice for sealed. Um, and I wrote a, a little blurb about it and um, just kind of wanted to share it on air just kind of to the rest of the community for sealed advice. And this is something that we can do as a main topic in the future too. And I think we have done before. We have, and I'm totally fine doing it's it. It's been again. a long time. But um, I said my absolute biggest piece of advice would be to check out the dials before the event. That kind of goes without saying. Um, on You can go to hcrealms.com, go to the units tab, look through what they have. Sometimes, depending on when, how soon you're looking at this to the date that the set comes out, they won't all be on there yet. But what you can do instead is you can look at what they do have posted so far. You can look at in the unit section and anything that's not on there yet, you can go to the forums, general, upcoming sets, and then find the set that you're looking for. And for the most part, usually within like a week before the set releases, almost all the dials are on there by that point. So that's how you'll find all the figures. But go through... And the, what you want to find is figures that have solid dials as far as powers and values. Especially at the common, uncommon, and rare slots. Don't worry so much about the super rares or the chases or the primes or anything. But what dials are well built with good numbers and good powers that don't require synergy with other clicks? And my example is um, Guardians of the Galaxy Star-Lord. <laughs> He's a great dial. Like he's, he's a stupid dial. He's exceptionally good dial. He's ridiculous. I'll pull him up dial. here. But here's the thing. Here's he's a he's a great. I think he's a great. Um, he is a great example of my point, though. Even though this is an excellent dial, in sealed, it's really not that good. Exactly. It's not worth its 110 points oh, no. in sealed, because two of his absolute best things that make his dial worth 110 points are his trait and his damage ability. Both of those have to have the Guardians of the Galaxy keyword, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy for his trait. The damage is also off of his keywords, which in that set, pretty much all he's going to get is Guardians of the Galaxy and yeah. Warrior, maybe Spartoy, because there's like two little generic Spartoy guys. So, even though this is a great figure, it has to have synergy with other things to get it to be a great figure. Otherwise, it's a mediocre figure. It's, yeah, without other Guardians of the Galaxy. It's a six-range energy explosion piece, which it's sealed. If it's you okay. It's, a, it's not the He best. has running shot, too. But my point is, he's not near as amazing in yeah. sealed as he is in constructed. Because in constructed, you combo him with a 19 defense GOTG piece, and everyone has 19 defense. Um, it's so stupid. It is, I know. I've fought it multiple but times. But, yeah, you take those things away, he's a mediocre dial for sealed. You're better off playing Nebula or Space Knight at this around those same point values. So for instance, let's bring up Nebula. She's a common, 87 points, and for 87 points, you're getting just as much effectiveness as you in sealed as you would get out of that 110 point Star Lord cuz she has running shot, psychic blast, she has toughness, willpower, sharpshooter, like he does. She yeah, she ignores hindering, um she has willpower which he doesn't. And she she makes, has sharpshooter. She um, can carry almost every game. She's going to be able to carry, get plus three. So she's going to have a seven square running shot. And she shuts down enemy carry. Yeah. Yep, shuts down enemy carry. She has ranged combat expert. She just has better overall. She gets out regular outwit and in cap. Like, 
She just has a, a just as good of an overall dial, and sh- none of her powers require synergy with other characters. Um, she gets in. Same with Space Knight. At the um, also at the common slot, only no, seventy. I how good that piece is. For only seventy-five points. Flyer, Indom, Running Shot, Psychic Blast for two clicks, and then Blades for three clicks. I mean, it, it also ignores hindering terrain on targeting, and for almost half the cost of Star Lord. So that's what you're looking for. You're looking for these type of dials, Space Knight and Nebula. You're looking for dials that are great just from their values and their um, powers for their points. And then a few things that are must-haves in sealed when you build your team. At least one solid ranged attacker, preferably with Psychic Blast or Precision Strike. So people like um, Starhawk and Major Victory and... No matter what the set is, though, even not talking about Guardians, just in general, you want one solid ranged attacker, and you want Psychic Blast or Precision Strike. You want guaranteed damage if you're having trouble with a specific piece. You're taking it back to Fear Itself. There's a reason why... uh, Tanneris. Tanneris is the best piece of Fear Itself. He's one of them. If you, as long as you get to play the many. book, as long as you get to play the book, he Doctor was Strange was the other one. Yeah, but he's strange. a rare, and Tanneris is an uncommon. So, like, you want at least one figure without wit that is available on its first or second click. A well-timed outwit and well-used outwit makes the difference between a win, between a win and loss and sealed quite often. But you don't want to pay hundred and ten points for outwit. No, just remember. Um, and that can that can be on your solid ranged attacker as well if you need it to be. You know, it, it just you need an outwit on your team. In my opinion, it's almost more important in sealed than it is in. Yeah. It's almost like magic. If you're used to playing magic, you need some remove some cheap removal, pretty much. Yeah. And, and if you have cheap removal, you have a huge advantage over your opponent because once they get that big card that they that they really depend on that bomb out you easily counter it and then they're kind of screwed like that was a whole part of their effectiveness and then see in hero clicks they have a they have a, a piece that's has a really good damage power that gives them like energy explosion and psychic blast and all this stuff in one power you outwit that and you just negated a huge chunk of them mm-hmm. or they have a, a really good impervious defense power you you outwit that and you easily chew that person and up here's so the thing outwits like voltron the more of them you hook up the better it gets exactly you can freaking shut down an entire team with like four or five outwits just but, freaking but here's the thing sometimes you can't rely on outwit solely be especially in like sets like guardians where uh power, power cosmic is floating around like no other yeah but think about it this is honestly the only set that has a Slosh. A few power cosmic. Slosh had like two. I had High Father and Tachyon. That was like it. Warlight has a few. And also both of those are um, super rares as well. But the ones in Warlight that have it usually aren't. Um, so that's your second thing. You need an outwit. And then third thing is at least one melee attacker, preferably with exploit weakness or a way to get damage consistently over two. Blades, class fangs. Either course. through Blades, Flurry, Super Strength, or Close Combat Expert. Generally speaking, you can find those three things consistently in your 300 to 400 point sealed team. If you have to sacrifice one of the three in order to get the other two, I would give up the close combat attacker, mm-hmm. as range and outwit are generally more useful. Other than that, just build a balanced team of range, support, and melee, and if you can help it, try to find a prop controller. One-man armies are a bit more common in sealed than they are in constructed. 
If your opponent pulls, for example, that House and Estro duo in a 300-point game, they're likely going to play them. But your balanced team of mediocre to good pieces should have a higher percentage of bringing House and Estro down and winning the match, especially if you have an outwitter. If you end up pulling, if you end up pulling the good one-man army piece and you decide to go that route, then make it a point to study your opponent's cards before the match. And this is something I've talked about in general advice. Hero clicks before. I still make the mistake of not reading my opponent's cards sometimes. So what you're looking for, if if I'm playing the House and Estro, for example, what I'm looking for is I'm looking through their cards. Who on their team is going to give me the most trouble? What's my biggest advantage over that team? If I have a lot of impervious and invulnerability, and they only have one character that has outwit, psychic blast, or exploit, then I know who the hell I'm going to shoot first. <laughs> the person who can take you down. Once I take that person down, or or I know who to target with my outwit. You know, I'll just yeah. keep outwitting psychic blast. Once I get that negated, then I have an advantage over the other team. It's the same thing we brought up before with um, willpower. If I have Indom and, and they run two big figures with, and only one of them has Indom, I'm going to go after the one with Indom first so that I can get the okay. pacing advantage. And that's the thing. Once... Once you take out that key piece, especially when it comes to penetrating damage versus reducers like that, it, there's no way they can come back from it. If they get dropped below three damage on all their figures, have no penetrating damage, it's game over. It's all about it, percentage wise. There's not a good chance of them com- coming back from, it. and that's really all you're wanting you're to do. You need a lot of crits in any game. In any game, that's all you're just trying to do is keep increasing your odds with each play you make. Yeah. If they don't have very high of attack values across the team and I have an 18 or a 19 defense like how Sinestro does, instead of using that perplex for offense, I'm going to use it on defense, and I'm going to hang out in hindering just to make it even more in unlikely that they're actually going to hit me with an attack. Mm-hmm. Or, or vice versa, like we were saying. If I have a 19 defense on top dial with a perplex, and they have three people with a 10 attack and one with a 12, then I'm going to pop that guy with a 12 attack first, and then, then I have such a huge advantage over the other team. So those are just some general things I just wanted to share for sealed advice and that's again we can we'll do a whole episode. we can do a sealed thing in the future and Seal, sealed, sealed just has so much strategy and depth like it's the kind of thing we could sit and talk about for two hours no problem that's it for reddit rules then we have uh, dial design week number three so battering ended up being our winner he did not get the top score the third week he just had really good scores all three weeks but uh, I figured we would do him for feature dial since, of course, he ended up winning. Yeah, dude. This one, you this week you had to do a specific figure, do a named figure basically, and then your second dial had to be a generic or minion style character that plays off of your first figure. So he did Mister Freeze and uh, Mister Freeze Thugs from the Batman and Robin movie, and the dials are pretty funny. A um, couple cool traits. Uh, one more gi- giant diamond of this size, then my freeze engine will be complete. At the beginning oh of the gosh. game, your opponent places a giant diamond relic on the map. Freeze automatically succeeds when rolling for it. And then the diamond, uh, this character's powers can't be countered and its values are modified by plus one. So that's pretty simple, but um, it just adds to the, the accuracy from the movie. His other trait is when he hits an opposing character with a ranged attack, place an ice terrain marker in the target square. After action resolve, um, he has a special barrier at some points. He has some sidestep range shot, a lot like the Batman, um, Mister Freeze, but just kind of playing more towards the movie style. Mister Freeze thugs are thirty points with Underworld, um, and when freezes within eight squares, 
They can ignore water on movement. If Freeze has no action tokens, or if the Thug has no action tokens, it can use movement attack. Um, and then it ignores. So basically it ignores the ice. So Freeze goes around hitting people, dropping these ice tokens, which are like water terrain. And then uh, the Freeze Thugs can ignore it. So they kind of get Battlefield Advantage. So it's a pretty cool dial. He ended up getting... This is his second week winning. Oh, and somebody went through... I think it was Renokon. I'm almost 100% certain. And um, he told us who all has won how many contests. Renokon, you're a saint. And I'm going to have to pull this thing up and find it. Because, unfortunately, I, I, I think I meant to share this last week and I forgot about it. So, but what he did was went through and like said who won the most, you know, things and all that stuff. So while we're doing the rest of the podcast, I'm gonna try to find it and we'll share it because it was he did a lot of work and I really wanted to share it and give him credit for it. Um, Swagnito wanted us to quickly talk about the cons of Tarkir pre-release that we're going to talk about and just kind of our thoughts on the set. This is a Magic set for those of you guys who don't play Magic. We don't talk about Magic very often on the podcast, but um, we mentioned last week that today we are going to be playing in the pre-release and so um, some people were interested in our thoughts on the set so we'll real quickly just kind of generally talk about it. I'll let you guys start while I look for Renocon stuff well I don't even know where to begin on I'm just so hyped for this and I know Drew's about like Drew's like a volcano right here I just see him staring ahead and I know his mind is just going to blow and he's going to freak out and he'll be like it's about sit down and start flipping chairs it's uh it's looking pretty good um we, we've we talked before about our magic history. I started in Innistrad. Drew, when did you start? Back uh, in the day. No, it was uh, Rise of the Eldrazi. Um, we, we played a lot of draft, a lot of two-headed giant back in Innistrad era. Um, I tried to get into standard for a bit. Like, we would show up for Friday Night Magic and play here and there, but sealed and draft and Two out of giant has always been my favorite. So we've done pre-releases here and there. And so cons is rolling up. And I I love this set. Like it's just the artwork, the theme, the, uh, yeah, I really the mechanics. Like they've just done they've knocked this one out of the park. The artwork is really good on I'm, this set. I'm just hoping it plays great. If it plays as good as it looks, I'm gonna be I'll draft it every damn week. I'm probably gonna draft it every damn week anyways. <laughs> I think it looks good. I think it looks a little slow. Which isn't a bad thing. Innistrad was slow and it was great. No, he, even Innistrad the, wasn't that slow. Avacyn was titanically slow. Uh, Avacyn was flyer versus not flyer slow. Even the, um, even the Marjru clan, which is supposed to be the quickest of the clans, of course, it honestly isn't that fast compared to previous sealed Oh, especially builds. RTR. RTR was quick. So... I think it looks slow, which is going to be interesting. It's I think it's basically going to come down to Mardru has to beat you in the first five turns, and if it doesn't, you're screwed. Or if it doesn't, then it's screwed. Mardru's screwed. Because a lot of these other clans have really good late-game stuff. And it, it seems to me, I'm not an expert, I haven't played Magic a whole lot competitively, but just kind of looking at it, it seems to me like every... Every clan's good stuff is gonna start happening around the same turn too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's gonna build up, and then it's gonna be very the the games are gonna be super slow for like six turns, mm-hmm. and then it's just gonna be fucking See, balls out, just crazy mm-hmm. from like turn six to. That's nine. what I kind of missed about a uh, Innistrad sealed. 
was in Estrad was a lot of build up like these huge walls, and both you and your opponent just have this wall of creatures on the board. And then finally that one turn, someone does one little thing, and it just blows up the board. And not literally, like everyone just swings in and all this shit, and it, it was mad. I loved it. And honestly, that's what I love about the Game of Thrones card game, is it's the same way, where you just build up a wall of stuff that everyone just swings in and everything goes to shit. So I'm hoping this plays a lot like that. Um, there doesn't seem to be a lot of removal. I mean, yeah, there's there's, not. there's the one there's a board sweep. There's one board sweep. There's a couple other things. I think it's wide, isn't it? The board sweep is. Um, it's like a no. three. It's not a three drop. It's not a three. No, drop. I was it's gonna a, say three gray, two white, or something like that. No, it's, it's no, a, it's a seven drop. It's three colors, I think, and you choose one creature. And the rest are destroyed. Mm-hmm. No, there's a mono. There's a mono white. It's, there's a it's mono a white. Oh, it's, of wrath. Mo- it's mono white. There's a no. There's two. There's the one you're talking about, and there's a mono yeah. white one. Well, I only know the good one. So, <laughs> but yeah, there's not a whole lot of removal. Even the blue stuff's not a whole lot of removal. There's some bounce stuff, but there's not a whole it'll lot. Be inter- of it'll definitely be interesting to see how it plays, and if it plays as good as it looks, I, I am psyched. I'm not going back to standard, but damn, will I draft the shit out of this? Yeah, I, I might go back to standard. Um, you might go back to standard. No, I won't go back to standard. What? You don't know what it's like. I need to save my money. So I found Renicon's post and uh, wanted to give him credit. We really appreciate your help. And he also sent us an email we'll get to in a second. But um, he compiled the list of Dial H Dial Design winners, which we've been doing for over a year now. We Are Venom and Swagnito have both won three times. I say we make them fight to the death. What do you think, Hunter? Battering has won <laughs> now. <laughs> Renicon put 2.5. 1.5. Well, he just won. This oh, was okay. before he just won. So now he's at 2.5. The reason he put 0.5... We're not going to give him a 0.5. The reason they put that is... I don't know if you guys remember, but there's a month where mm-hmm. they tied. It was mm-hmm. him and... I want to say... Wolfman... is Wolfman, Siphon, or Teddy. One of those three, I think. But Battering and him tied, and so we made him do a sudden death round. And they each did one dial, and then everybody voted on who got the top dial. And he ended up losing, I think. Battering did. So anyways, uh, We Are Venom and Swagnita have won three times, battering twice, and then previous winners would be Renocon, Doom PhD, Glorious Wolfman, Siphon, and Teddy. Which I don't think Teddy's done any for a long time. He was kind of there for a couple months, and then I don't think he's done any for a while. I think someone needs to dethrone Swagnita and We Are Venom. Someone just needs to win like three in a row now. Just destroy them. Um, I like Swagnita. So I thanks, Swag. thanks. No, for, you don't. You're mad because he's got superior choices in chili toppings. <laughs> Drew, we're not starting this shit again. So uh, well, Swagnito, I just want you to know that the the true, oh. you know, uh, chip master. There is one thing in news I forgot about. Um, push to regen. Were we going to talk about that? You can, yeah, you can talk about um, it. Push to Regen has stopped their podcast. They're still going to do the community stuff and all that crap. Um, but they've decided that they don't... I don't know if they said... I can't remember if they said that they just didn't have time for it or they just were losing interest in it or what, but they're not doing their podcast anymore. Um, when we first started out, I listened to them a lot. I know that a bunch of people we, we play clicks with listen to them a lot. Um, and it, it, it's been, like... It, it's going to kind of... I don't know. It's nice... They they did a good job in, like, teaching, I guess, me when I listened to to try to get the gist of how podcasts should work and stuff. Mm-hmm. That was a pretty good cast. They're, they seem like real nice guys. They are yeah, nice. They, yeah, and, and their, their going the away thread was really, really, it was really, really nice. Um, we had a, well, I guess we'll do corrections inside of the mailbag um, area because some of them are in the mailbag. 
So let's start with Gmail and let's start at the bottom. Uh, we have a few questions. So this from Jason LaPel. He has uh, two emails, actually. One of them was saying, um, asking, like, wasn't the tank turret from the Chaos War OP kit supposed to be take up two squares? I I never heard of that, and I looked through the... I looked on the card, it doesn't say it, and I looked in the rulebook from 2012 and 2013. I didn't see anything in there either, so I don't think it did occupy... I think it was just molded way too big. It look, Yeah, it looks like it should, because the little turret extends farther than one square, but I don't think it was technically supposed to take up one square. But if anybody has an official ruling or anything that says it should, just let me know, but I don't think... I think I'm pretty sure... Pretty sure I'm right on that. But he also has some other questions, which brought up a, uh, some interesting scenarios, rule scenarios, so I wanted to go over these. So he's saying, War of Light has opened up a world of debate at his local store, where we have a main judge who doesn't attend as often anymore, and we have a secondary judge that they've been at debates about what is a quote-unquote standard power. And luckily for me, this is something that I'm pretty well versed in, because when I did the... Um, Malekith rules explanation series. And for those of you guys who are interested in rule stuff, go to our YouTube channel. I know I haven't updated it in forever, and I apologize for that. I just haven't had time. But um, go. I my, I feel like our rules explanation series is really really good. I did a lot of work into those things, and um, I think they're definitely worth watching. Even if it's figures that you don't really care about, there's a lot of good info and specific yeah. ideas. And I always break down what the topics are and explain what the things are before we talk about the actual piece. So, like, in Malachus, I go over what is a standard power, what is considered a defense power, and, you know, what is all this stuff. So, anyways, I'm well-versed on it because of that. Um, so, he said, this, this question started when we played... Fast Forces Rogue, that has this power. Rogue can use Outwit. She can only use it to target an adjacent character. She does not require a line of fire. When she, If she uses Outwit in this way to counter a standard power other than Outwit, she can use that power until she uses this Outwit again. He says the main judge ruled that a special power... Granting standard powers could not be copied. In this case, with this specific wording, I agree with the main judge. I think she would have to out. I don't think if she, if she outwitted your standard power that gave you psychic blast and energy explosion, I don't think she could use either one. And the only reason I say that is because of the wording in the second sentence. I think this is kind of a special case, where it says if she uses in this outwit in this way to counter a standard power other than outwit. I think because it says she has to count that the power that she has to counter has to be standard, I think that you're I think that the judge is correct. Cuz here's the thing. You when someone has a special power that gives them multiple things inside of it, you can't choose to just outwit part of it. You have to target the special power. You have to target this the whole special power and her says she has to counter a standard so I don't think, yeah. I think you would have to counter a standard power. It couldn't be a special power because, like I said, you can't target part of the special. Now, that's going to be different in a lot of these other rules questions. You'll find that that it's not really Things like get it. crazy. 
Um, so he says, then we have Hope Summers, who has this power. Give Hope a free action. She can use the powers of one chosen adjacent character until your next turn. So we'll pull up Hope in front of us, too. He says that the main judge ruled that it doesn't change the name and the power, so Hope cannot use the special powers that... Okay, so this question, when he asked me, it looked a little confusing. So I wasn't necessarily sure where he was going with this. So I brought up a scenario. Let's see what I said back to him. Basically, the thing with Hope, if you and actually, I have a rules explanation video on Hope too, which totally breaks all this down in detail. And and then I show you in the rule book and in the player's guide and everything, like why why things work the way they do. I quote it on the screen for you. Um, basically, Hope could counter. Let's say let's bring up Iceman for instance, because I think that's an example he brought up. So we have Iceman from the WizKids exclusive, and his attack power, um, Iceman can use Pulse Wave after action to resolve. All hit characters receive an action token. Give Iceman double power action to use Pulse Wave. All hit characters receive up to two action tokens. So for instance, with Hope and Iceman, when Hope could copy all of Iceman's powers, the standard energy shield and shape change, and the attack power, the special attack power, the Ice Storm. And when she uses Iceman's Ice Storm, she would get the whole thing. She would get the Pulse Wave, and she'd get all the special effects of it, the hit extra action tokens, all that all that bullshit. And like he's saying, the way it works is um, it would you would say, Hope Summers can use Pulse Wave, and then blah, 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 give Hope Summers a double power action, use Pulse Wave, all hit characters, so you have two action tokens, all that good stuff. But it doesn't matter whether the her name, whether the character's name is in there or not, she will still be able to use their powers. It could say this character can use Pulse Wave, blah, blah, blah. She would still get to use it. Um, his third question is one that I've been asked at locally before too, and, and I wanted to bring this up as well. So this is about White Lantern Kyle, and this may be coming up for you guys. Kyle's is different as well. Kyle's is uh, mentored by each core. When a friendly character within range and line of fire is given an action to activate a standard power, Kyle Rayner can use that standard power until your next turn. Yeah. So some of his questions, there's multiple questions, and I'm going to break out my little, little my little rule book little I've been working with. And I'll go to my Kyle. Um, okay. So one thing to note about the wording on this when a friendly character within range line of fire is given an action to activate a standard power. So there's some standard powers that he's not going to be able to copy. Perplex. Perplex would, because it says, give this character a free action, modify, blah, 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 blah. Prob does not require any action to be given. It's just oh. a character within blah, 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 can reroll. So Kyle could not use Prob. He could not use Blades, Combat Ex uh, Blades Claws, Fangs, and he couldn't use Energy Explosion. Why? Because those trigger, those say, when somebody uses this action, they can use this. They don't require an action be given to use it. So the power that you're trying to copy with Kyle has to, in the PAC, say, give this character a blah blah action, and then do X. If it doesn't say, give an action to do X, then Kyle cannot copy it. So that's point number one I want to bring up. Point number two... 
he can use standard powers that are found within special powers. Just And that's been on the official WizKids rules form. So if you have Energy Explosion and Psychic Blast on your special attack power, and you use it within range and line of fire of Kyle, then he can now use both of those powers. I see why, because he, it's when he... It's or he, he couldn't use Energy Explosion. He couldn't use Energy Explosion. <clears throat> but he could use Psychic yeah. Blast, sorry. Because yeah. he's making an action to use Penetrating Psychic Blast. Correct. Right. Um, the other thing is, he could use as many as he wants in one turn. If... Thor on my right side running shots and psychic blasts and then uses outwit and then my Spider-Man to my left charges and flurries and then uh, uses perplex Kyle can use all of that on this turn if he wants to um, It's there's nothing that says yeah. there's nothing that says that he can only use it once per turn and the power itself doesn't require Kyle be given any kind of action to use yeah. It's just something that always happens. So he's not breaking the once per f- one free action per turn rule either. Yeah. So he can use as many of those as he wants. Um, and like I said, all that can be found um, on Realms and on the official WizKids forums. It's pretty good. It, it is really good, yeah. Um, pretty good power. Also, Thor having out with Get real. So he said the backup judge ruled it that he could use any power on the PAC that he has range and line of fire to, but could not use special powers. That's wrong. Uh, the other judge says that he can only copy one power per turn, and it has to be a standard power on that. So both of the judges are wrong in that. In that, um, that everybody's exam. wrong. You're wrong, and you're wrong, and we're wrong, and they're wrong. Well, Speaking everybody. of being wrong, we were wrong. Last week, in fact, I was wrong. We this were is becoming a weekly thing. We need a shit we said wrong last episode. Part of the issue is we try to rush through these stuff, especially on big format episodes. I'm trying to do all this stuff in my head at the same time, and yeah. we end up overlooking still little things. So when we were talking about Call Obsidian last week, yeah, see, I was wrong on this because I didn't understand the difference between Taken and Dill. And I was wrong because I didn't even my brain didn't even trigger to think about the. Thing until it was too late. Yeah, Hunter, I was right. Hunter, I kept trusted, my mouth shut. <laughs> Hunter trusted my reading and I betrayed him. So, the wording on, let's use Corvus for example, his Colobsidian trait. When Corvus Glaive is KO'd by an opposing character's attack, deal damage to that character equal to the last amount of damage dealt to Corvus. So, the key word here is the last amount of damage dealt. We said that if you. If Corvus has toughness and you hit him for five and he ends up taking four, that Corvus would deal you five from his trait, that the reducer would not count. That is incorrect. And that's because I thought it said damage taken. I was assuming damage taken just because of when me and Austin were playing with him and I didn't read the the card. I just Austin it's cheated. Not Austin's, it's not Austin's fault. It's my fault. I should always read. I'm As just the saying. Judge, you should have caught that I was cheating. Hunter, I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> He's no, got a track was, record. Mine was a legitimate <laughs> screw-up, though. Yeah, was I supposed to just like the Batmobile, you know, taking Robin's powers <laughs> every up, turn. Drew. was up. a legitimate screw-up, huh? You don't bring that up. Drew's correct. There is a precedence here. <laughs> no. no uh, so how damage works is you have damage assigned, up, then you have damage dealt, and then Shut you up. have damage taken. Uh, those are three steps. And I, in one of our rules videos explanation videos I actually went over this too this cast is a great promotion actually for... I think it's Malekith you did because then it would break down whether his reducers would be active before or anything like that it could have been but um 
anyways, the how it works is you do damage to signed. And most of the time, that's going to be... Damage to signed is only going to kick in if you're dealing with a character who's making a ranged attack with multiple bolts. Or if you have a character who has some kind of special power that says melee or, you know, attack all adjacent characters and then split the damage up among the, you know, yeah. so many characters. So damage to sign would be where the attacker decides I'm going to assign three to this person, two to that person. If you're just doing a one-on-one attack, so for ex- this example, that's what we're going to use. 100%. Then it's all, there is no really worrying about damage to sign. So then you go to damage dealt. Damage, um, so damaged assigned and damage dealt is you take the however much damage the person is dealing and that's with all replacers and modifiers and everything so if you're using blades and you replace it with a six and then you crit hit making it a seven that all happens during the damage dealt phase so or if you have a two damage and you perplex it up twice to a four that's four damage dealt but then you also have to kick in the reducer during this step as well. So if you're dealing me four and I have toughness and I only take three, then and you you only dealt me three. So when Corvus's trait kicks in, how much damage was he dealt? He was dealt three. The amount of clicks he took. The amount of clicks he took, basically. <coughs> and of course, uh, Proxima's is worded the exact same. Yeah. See, my misunderstanding was I thought damage dealt was before reducers taken was after, which that is incorrect. So that would be damage assigned, basically. Yes. So yeah, damage my dealt, apologies to the listeners for fucking this one up. Damage dealt mm, takes into account reducers. No apologies to Drew for fucking up his No, game. Drew. I don't apologize to Drew because Drew is a man and doesn't need apologies. And shout out to Mark Morris who uh, brought that up and uh, did a nice job of linking the rules... Um, um, parts for that. Thank too. you, Zach Morris. How many expletives did he do? Hmm? How many expletives did he send with it? And he's like, you, you're more on screwing this no, shit. No, he up. was very, very nice. <laughs> he's very, very nice. He's a very kind man. Like, sorry, most I, of our listeners. I'm sorry I called you Zach Morris. Um, Ethan Jacobs has a couple emails, I think. Yeah, so the first one is, we were talking about primes because um, someone had asked us to compare the two Abins, right? Yeah. And we were talking about point formulas and all that. And Ethan brought up a point um, where we were talking about the primes, and he says, WizKids has said that primes are intentionally undercosted, um, limiting them to one per force. Just my two cents. Keep oh, up the good work. That's a good point. I didn't now, think about that. I, I, that's something that I always would file under the... the I guess I would say... You want to say conspiracy theories? Rumors. No, yeah, the rumors column, because I don't remember them ever actually officially saying that that is why. I think we all just assumed, hey, these primes seem really good for their points, and that must be why you can only have one. To be fair, though, the point values are... Almost every prime is really good for its points. Yeah. I can see what he's saying. I'm just saying I don't remember. I couldn't find either. I kind of looked around on the forums where they where they actually ever officially said that that is for sure the case. To um, be fair, they don't tell us design stuff ever. So I asked him if he knew. He said he couldn't remember if it was either the Alliance Open House when they introduced Primes and Amazing Spider-Man or if it was in a rules email that was posted to Realms when they were asked about um, 
primes being one per force. So what I did for that second part, I went through realms on all the prime rules questions, and it's not in any of that. So it must have been in the alliance. alliance. If if they did ever say it, I assume it would be there. I, yeah. Um, his other question is, hey guys, I got to thinking about a question that I asked you guys a while back. I had asked you about Lydia stealing rings from power batteries and when the Clicks community would see you guys at a rock. Hunter had said that the rock didn't really interest you guys. Oh, and, God. And Drew and Austin had agreed. Well, first of all, I think what was... Fuck. No, I think what we were talking about was when this was around... If I'm remembering correctly, this is... Kentucky, right? Yeah, this is when Harry was going down to Kentucky. Oh, and we yeah. weren't saying that ROCs in general don't interest us. In fact, we had, we had already played in one at GP, remember? Like, yeah. a couple week, uh, months before. Um, it was We were saying we don't have any interest in driving and going that far to go to an ROC. Shit. And I think we even... That was, that was about a four-hour drive. And I think we even said if one was close we would go i would go and then i'm sure you guys would go too if i was going in hell yeah gotta go so lose some hero clicks um da, 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 da. so his question is what made you guys come to the rock side <laughs> the rock side <laughs> well because the paper side was kind of lacking and scissors was getting beat up all the time we had well first of all like i just said we had already played in a rock when we said this to begin with but um also just because there's now more local ones with us hosting one, and then me hosting the other one downtown, which is very close to us as well. So really, it's all about location for us. At your local venue, you're hosting a smaller one, and later in the month, uh, judging the first regional, right? Was it the popularity or just the chance at some out-of-town competition that made you guys jump aboard the rock wagon? Well, see, we're not playing in them, though. That's the, well, yeah. I'm not. Yeah. I don't know if Drew is... Because I'm helping mm-hmm. with prizes and oh, Drew's playing in the dial H one, right? You're playing in this. Our yeah. Um, so really, none of us are playing in the regional. regional. Um, the only reason I'm we're not worthy. doing the regional is just because I was asked to do it by Howard, the head of our, the ROC, just because he's looking for a local judge in the area that um, <laughs> has good has a good reputation and you know is is capable. And I was pretty much the only. I don't know after our correction the, section. Yeah. <laughs> Howard's gonna call you up and be like well it appears you guys don't know what you're doing but um yeah I didn't go out and seek that either like I wasn't personally if he wouldn't have asked me to do it I would have never tried to do it because it's a lot of work for <laughs> for zero pay so but I, I'm glad to do it if I'm asked to do it you know that's not a problem um Eric Linnell as always has some good questions number one who would we like to see play Shazam the Rock. Let him play everybody. Who cares? Fuck it. <laughs> Pull an Eddie Murphy. It'll I just want him to play everybody. Grandmothers, parents, kids. <laughs> Fuck you, Tyler Perry. He's gonna play every Captain, every Marvel family character. Just the little girl. <laughs> Who cares? Fucking Mary Marvel is gonna be played by The Rock. It's a good question, though. I mean, like... Oh. oh you know what actually would be kind of... Well, I don't know. I could see Nathan Fillin doing it. A young Steven Seagal. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back in time. Get Steve. Take him back. Um, Nathan Fillin could do it, but he'd have to bulk up quite a yeah. bit. I think Nathan Fillin's well, over it. I, I can agree to a point. I don't, because... Oh, of course, Hunter. 
Firefly's on the good. Now. Firefly's good. I agree, but I won't suck his cock like everybody else. So I just, I just liked him as Captain Hammer. I thought that's the perfect personality for Shazam. <laughs> Number two, the evidence thread on Realms has the participation Kyle Rayner coming in at 180, and the participation Simon Baz coming in at 130. What do you think we can expect from these two dials aside from the obvious construct traits? Um, I have no idea. Simon better get a gun. Kyle will probably... A sniper rifle, maybe? Kyle... Oh, oh I see what you did. <laughs> oh, you are so clever. I'm gonna punch you in the arm. Kyle He literally uh, punched me in the arm because I'm better than him at everything. I'm sure are. they heard it. It was pretty loud. <laughs> Kyle will probably have some kind of creative, like, pick powers type stuff because he's an artist and all that good stuff. What if he can change constructs, like... Or use multiple constructs. And if he's 180, he better have some kind of crazy powerful thing. Cause... Use two constructs and change them out. I think that'd be cool. Yeah, it fit in cool. perfectly, too. God damn, Austin. You're welcome. You um, hit me like eight times. Simon, I have no idea. I like Simon in the comics a lot. But I don't know that there's really anything about... Is there really anything about Simon that really makes him different? No, though, than he carries anybody a gun. Else? He's a little more brutal. I guess he does use a gun. He's a little more brutal than the other Green Lanterns. I feel like he would be a very... Not more brutal than Guy, though. That's true. Yeah, fucking Guy Gardner. I think it'd have to build off the gun, because that's the only thing that really makes him unique. He'd be, well, he'd be... Huh. They haven't made a... Green Lantern doesn't typically get pin sight, does he? Not... That's true. Not that often. If he has a sniper rifle equipped, he gets 18 range instead of 10. There you go. <laughs> Number three, do you have any ideas for other constructs you would like to see in the future? Hmm... hmm. I will say I really like the bulldozer one. Star Sapphire Dildo. I can't get a hold of God, Drew. Me and Hunter have been toning shit down. I thought that's what the catapult was. Uh, giggity. It looks just like one. Uh, <laughs> I'm not even going into it. I'm not going to... We'll, we'll brainstorm and we'll I come back. One. A flashlight that allows character to ignore hindering on targeting. Isn't the, there's a, there's a spotlight one. I thought you said one. flashlight for a second. What's the spotlight do? Oh my god, Austin just copied. WizKids... Send out a cease and desist. Shit. Austin just totally freaking ripped off your... Yeah, spotlight. What's it do? This character can Shit. use improved targeting. I forgot different. about it. This guy's fucking... This guy's They just wanted an excuse to reuse the bat freaking signal. I tell bolt. you, that's true. That does look like <laughs> the bat signal. <laughs> that's exactly like the bat signal. Here, we'll, we'll brainstorm this week and we'll come back at you I'm next not taking week. part in this. They're going to make fun of any idea I come up with. We'll each come up with one construct. No, we won't. Yeah, we won't. I already came up with mine. I don't Shut know what you're talking about. Shut Number up. four, what do you like to see on best build teams? Um... Interesting pieces. I mean, like, that's kind of a broad thing to say, but it's it's cool when you look at a team, you're like, why the hell is that piece on there? Yeah, why it, why And is then when you... Shut up. M10 here. Iron Man on every team and Austin chooses it. I haven't played an M10 Iron Man team. Oh, I played... <laughs> I, I built an M10 Iron Man team. I haven't played, played a best build that hasn't. Um, Austin doesn't play a lot. Shut up, Drew. The, uh, I like teams that have interesting pieces that you don't normally see on, like, teams all the time, and then they have a weird setup for them. Or, like, a certain relic or a certain resource and, or a certain piece that makes them viable. <clears throat> Drew? What do I like on best build teams? Does it have a saber tooth? There's only one saber tooth. Oh, there's, like, two, I think. Does it have there's three saber tooths? There's four, maybe. There's four. Are you counting REVs? Yeah. Drew doesn't know what 
So like uh, a whole REV but would be one. There wasn't one in Mutations and Monsters. I'm pretty sure. I think there's there's GSX. There's the zombie one. Oh, I've, I don't even count that piece of shit. Then I think there's at least two, if not three, REVs. There's three REVs. Okay, three so REVs. there'd be three REVs so and five. two. Well, there's more. Universe doesn't count because it's a reprint. No, it counts. It doesn't count. No, there's a separate one, too. Shut up, it doesn't count. <laughs> and I think Ultimates might... Is Ultimates... Or so something? technically there's 12, 12. Sabertooths, but a couple of... Three of them are... Or three sets of REVs. Anyways... Sabretooth automatic shoe-in, is that what it is? No, it's... Well, yes, but... <laughs> <laughs> Drew looks to the list, the first thing he goes, Sabretooth on I like... Nope. Random. Austin kind of stole mine, because I know what Austin always chooses, despite the fact that he is completely lying out of his face right now, what? and goes, you go for the best, team, you no, might win. Hey, okay, Austin. Hunter, how many times have I told you if this piece shows up on a best build team, I really have been looking forward to it. I don't think any of us necessarily usually go after the best team. In fact, it's yeah. it's we'd never do because a lot of the don't times... Don't touch me, Drew. Don't touch me. I'll fucking rip your arm off. A lot of the times, I would say 25% of the submissions yeah, are the exact same the team. And, yeah, <laughs> seriously. And it's the exact... It's like the best case scenario. It'll be like... Pharaoh with this and this and this. It'll be an auto win team. I'm just saying Austin's chose some pretty... Silly teams for best build. The teams I picked for best build that were really silly. And lost. I would like to mention he lost too with him. I wish we, someone go. I don't back. know, Drew. You picked the two Supermans at 150 <laughs> and the two Bruce Wayne TKs. That was the legit. This is what I hate. <laughs> Everyone does this shit to me. Austin plays fucking cheese all day. <laughs> the fuck I do. You go home and jerk off a chat off on a pile of cheddar from under. Anyway, anyway, yeah, point being, that team. Was not very good. I usually... <laughs> that team Austin, wasn't very good. Austin needs to stop hitting me right now or someone's going to get fucked up. But. <laughs> I'll admit that the first thing that I look at is pieces that, I want, that I've been wanting to play. I keep a list on my phone, and when a piece comes out, if it looks really... If either I really like the character or it has some kind of cool yeah. mechanic that I really want to play, I write it down. And I, if your team has a couple of those... I'm gonna give it attention, but it doesn't necessarily mean yeah. I'll pick it. I won't. Ne- yeah. If it if it's not well thought out, if it's not a good synergetic team, I'm not gonna pick it. Well, it's yeah. like last best build, like the few weeks before. Then I tried to play a Firestorm Black Lantern team, and I told Hunter I was like, if a team pops up in best build that has that figure on it, because I couldn't play it that week, I was like, let me know because I want to look at any teams that have it. And that one showed up, and I looked at the rest of them. I was like, you know, I will give that team a shot. I specifically said I, that I wanted to play Sphinx last week. and <laughs> We got a couple Sphinx teams, and that was the better one that you picked. That was a good team, though. See, that was a team that yeah. had good synergy. It had a really cool yeah. trick. Weird-ass team. Had a awesome. really cool trick. I don't see how it was weird. Out. It was like legitimately good. I don't even want to bring up how weird Sphinx is. Sphinx is awesome. God, I had to play against Sphinx again Wednesday. Gavin was playing him. He's a pain in the ass. Gavin's a fucking... I hit him right on his god <laughs> no, clicks. Sphinx. I hit him right. I hit Sphinx right on the. It was just my whole team yeah. against only Sphinx. I cleared out the rest of them. I hit Sphinx for perfectly three, like an yeah. idiot. Yeah. Put him right on his perfect god clicks, and then he runs around the map, hypersonicing, dropping Sphinx tokens. I keep chasing him down. Finally, I hit him, knock him down to his bottom dial. Yeah. He regens right back up to the god click, and I just want to punch Gavin in the mouth, even though I love him so much. You can't hate the guy. He Except he's a bandwagoner and totally got on the Sphinx train after uh, Drew <laughs> went 
But Sphinx is Drew's so... not saying he would train Sphinx. He would just train Sphinx. Sphinx is so cool. Um, yeah, I look for... Number one, I look Austin for characters I want to play. And then number two, I look for um, good synergy within the characters I want to play. And then one more question from him. What do you accept, expect to see in the third Hobbit set? Are we doomed to receive more Thorin and Legolas? We're doomed to receive more Thorin and Legolas. First of all, why is more Legolas a bad thing? Because there's too many Hunter, fucking... They have not made a bad on. Legolas. Stop. And we're I gonna, love them all. We're going to have an intervention. Me and Drew have been meaning to talk to you about your obsession <laughs> you with just Legolas. Look, like... Your entire room is just covered in pictures of Legolas. Now, I, I, have, I have posters of shirtless Tony Stark and Gambit, but your entire room is Legolas. And I have multiple pictures of Sabretooth naked, but that does not mean... No, he's at least just wearing the trench coat. You're right. <laughs> just wearing the trench coat. Which he borrowed from naked John Constantine. He's in the freaking... Uh, oh my gosh, the Burt Reynolds... It's the Burt Reynolds picture of him just laying there. And oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> my job. Somebody's a Photoshop that for Drew's birthday. Oh fuck my um, god! I would actually personally, I'd like another another Thorin though because there's not a super good Thorin yet. I agree. There's some good, there's some decent ones, but there's not a super good Thorin yet. What I want is I want a really good Bjorn that flips back and forth well. They already did one. Did they? Yeah, you just haven't been paying attention to. Hobbit That's clips. true. The second set was pretty mad to me. It was awesome. King of the Dead and Soldiers of the Dead were fucking sick, and that Gandalf was amazing. Okay, this, this is the Bjorn from Desolation of Small. He oh, he flips on his dial. No, I meant like two separate Bjorn figures that change. Like beast this is his, he's got more. It's the same did. thing. It's more no. I want the freaking beast form one. It is. It he does have a beast form. It switches to the beast. But I want a bear sculpt. He's so full of shit. Austin, we have to make compromises. Personally, I want a new Thorin, a new Legolas, <laughs> and I want, but I want a reprint of the L, of the uh, dwarves. They haven't been made yeah. since Hobbit. Yeah, the original Hobbit set, which forever ago, and some of them aren't that good either. That's true. I want a reprint of all the dwarves. That's what I want. Uh, what do I expect? I have no idea, honestly. What do I Because it's the Battle of Five Armies. Yeah, let's get some eagles. I want an eagle sculpt. Let's get some more generics, too. Bard the Bowman is going to be the most broken figure. The, in he already is really good. The eagles good. actually do play a big role in the battle, and we could do a, three, a 3D sculpted eagle. It'd be sweet. There's some good eagle pogs, too, already. Yeah. All right, and then Facebook, I think we had one. That was there, there was one that I had missed forever ago, and I emailed him and told him we would bring it up. So, yeah, Paul Stokes, he asked us this way back, and we just kind of missed it. Been listening to your show for the past couple months. I'm loving how much I learned from it. I had a quick question about how you store your clips. Oh, God. Two buddies and I share a larger size collection. We're trying to find a compact, smart way to store them besides sitting out on a bookshelf. <laughs> um, and then he has another question. But let's start with the storing questions. Well, you get this thing that's five-sided, and it's got an opening in the top, and it's called a box. And you just throw everything in there. Okay, if you want an actual way to store your <laughs> no, hero clips... Walmart, Hunter, Hunter taught me this. Walmart has these. Um, I guess they're more like they're tackle they're, boxes. they're Ta- fishing tackle boxes. Fishing tackle boxes. They have they'll have multiple different kinds. Of course, the ones that I like are um, the Plano makes a brand, or like there's a generic brand too. But they're large. Um, they're they're a little bigger than a piece of paper, like an eight by eleven and a half. Uh, or eight and a half by eleven, or whatever the fuck the dimensions are. It's a little bigger <laughs> than that, but it's clear. And it has like four rows that go horizontally, and they're the perfect size to stick a click sideways. And so, 
and you can also you know look in the top without having to open it and you can see what's what so i like to take i have a i have probably 20 of those easily maybe 25 in my um, closet and I have a label maker, and I put theme teams. So if there's a lot of pieces that I play, so Guardians of the Galaxy, they have a whole row de- dedicated to them, and then I have a label maker across their row that says Guardians of the Galaxy. And then Avengers is in that box, and this is in that box. Then on the side of the whole tackle box, I put... 24! <laughs> I put a label maker that says Avengers-Guardians-GOTG-blah-blah-blah. And that way, I have them all stacked... And then I can look on the side at my tags and figure out what I want to pick. He has one dedicated to Austin. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's all my stuff. It has all Iron Man yeah. and stuff. It's all my old Iron Man figures. Um, I've done two different storage methods so far. Um, I bought a toolbox from Home Depot. It was a really thick, and it's used to store like different nails and bits like that. Um, it was a really deep. It's probably about like four inches tall, and it fits. Uh, shut That's up. not going very deep. It fits resources. It fits resources. It fills a. It fits a, a pile of figures. Um, that was my mobile one that I carried it. Gosh, I didn't even say anything. No, you were smiling. Um, and then the other storage method I did was I kept the gravity feed cases, and I bought a forty-eight hundred card storage box. And I'd put a figure in there, I'd put the card behind it, put it in line. And i just ran them down each row and filled each one. Um, that was great for storing, like, a full complete... I stored my Iron Man 3 CUR like that. Um, just... Probably spent more money on the box than what the whole CUR is worth. Yeah, No, seriously. the box was, like... The box was, like, two bucks. Glad I made the investment into that set. Anyway. <laughs> um, other Wait, than... Hold on, the shotgun armor's worth still good money. Other than the tackle boxes, because I have a shit ton of clicks, even after getting rid of a lot. Yeah. Um, I have big um, grocery bags. I have big Ziploc bags, the freezer size. Yeah, Ziploc. And then I sort them by set, and I just take a marker right on the outside. So War of Light Wave One, I fill it up with only that set, then I Ziploc it up at the top, and then I have like a big box cardboard box that has DC in one box and Marvel in the other and then another one that has all my Lord of the Rings and all Be aware when you do that and you open that bag it's gonna smell really bad. I don't know. It doesn't mind the smell. I don't know what you've been doing. I'm like when I stored my hero clicks I think it's worth noting you shouldn't use Ziploc baggies that formerly held food to hold your hero clicks. Is that what happened? Yeah, totally. That's what I did. (laughs) The second question. I've been loving playing the Black Order from the Guardian set. Yeah. What do you guys think about them? We've been talking they about suck. them. Yeah, shut up, Drew. Have <laughs> you, Don't you joke like that. Have you guys ever thought about doing a segment discussing different strategies to help players get better? We do that um, just here and there. We used to do a segment called Just the Tip. Thing is, we kind of ran through pretty much everything eventually, but we're going to start doing Just the Tip sometimes too. Yeah. Um, and then as well as having deci- like dedicated sections. So Reddit Reddit rule reads this part, you know, kind of that. Like I just did the sealed advice. Um, we're going to be doing a series coming up here over the next couple months, and we're going to call it like the Meta Toolkit, and one episode will be dedicated to resources, one to DC, one to Marvel, or something like that. Maybe a Golden Age one, too, after we get done with all the Modern Age stuff, um, where we'll go over like pieces to, to own for competitive clicks and why they're good. So we'll, we do stuff like that time to time, and we're going to be making a focus of doing that a, a little more than just pure entertainment um, here over the next few months. Um, so thanks for the email, and I think that was it. Okay, Renacon, um oh, one more. Yeah, so one more correction thing. 
when we were talking, sorry, when we were talking about Gore's pulse wave, yeah. I think I said his, the steps in his pulse wave wrong on the cast, and, and no, actually I did, because I remember catching it whenever I was doing the editing after we got done. Um, so when you do pulse wave, it's important to note that the AOE, let me, let me bring up pulse wave, just so I can read it officially. Um, let me see if I can find Dragon's Pulse Wave uh, article, because it's really good that he just wrote on uh, HG Realms. He does a good job breaking everything down. News articles, original content? Yeah. News articles. It should be towards the top. There it is. And Okay, yeah. So, Pulse Wave. Give this character a ranged combat action, even if it's adjacent to an opposing character. The AoE, the area of effect for this attack is half the character's range. Now, let me stop there. A common misconception among pretty much everybody that plays Hero Clicks is that that part, the the area of effect for this attack is half the character's range. They assume that that is a replacement value. That is not a replacement oh, value. Yeah, It just doing that wrong. considers that to be all the people who are in the area of effect. So what you do is you apply your all your other you reply all your other replacements and modifiers before you did before you have the range to do your AoE. So this is a good ex, this is exactly why Tachyon. Tachyon works the way he does exactly. So let's bring up Tachyon. And we'll go through the steps for Tachyon. Tachyon from Superman Legion Superheroes. He can use hypersonic speed and pulse wave. When he uses hypersonic speed, he can use pulse wave instead of a ranged combat attack. So when you use hypersonic speed, you have your range value. What that means is when you're making a range attack, anytime you're using hypersonic speed, no matter whether you're using pulse wave or whatever, you automatically have your range value. So when you're using pulse wave with him, you would do that first. So you would automatically take his 7 and quote-unquote, replace it with the four. And let's say for shits and giggles, we have, a re let's say he has the belt and he's on plus twos. All right? So he has plus two range. Yeah. So we we do the replacement first. So seven becomes four. Then we do modify. So plus two. So the four becomes a six. And then when he uses pulse wave, the area of effect would be half of six. So, so it would become three. a three. Now, it's important to do it in that area because let's do it wrong and see what happens. Let's do, let's do pulse wave. Um, hypersonic makes it a four because seven to four is, you know, uh, half of seven is four. Then using pulse wave would kick it down to a two. And then, and then we stack the two modifier on top of it. What's that now? A That's four. a four. So it, it, it's incorrect. So it's important that you apply these things in the correct order. So when using pulse wave, the having half your range equaling the area of effect that is not a replacement so how does this work with gore again so gore's is normal it's just we when we were talking about pulse wave we didn't okay. do we didn't say it in the right order i don't think yeah we didn't say it in the right order or I, I didn't say it in the right order it was me everything's hunter's fault today so thanks for renicon for pointing that out so i could bring it up this week Yay. Um, i think that's it so other than that community question Oh, correction on MODOK. This was interesting. So we were talking about MODOK last week when we were talking about the Avengers we wanted, or maybe it was a week before, I don't remember. Uh, we were talking about MODOK and how there's uh, only one, from Cap and it's from Captain America and how he's good. 
There's actually another one. It's just he won't come up on the Realms Forum uh, unit section depending on what you type in because WizKids has two separate, um, wor- um, I guess, phrasings on their MODOK. So one of the MODOKs is m.o.d.o.k. And that one is from Mutant Mayhem. So there actually is two MODOKs. Because the other MODOK that I was talking about does not have dots. It's just M-O-D-O-K. And that'll typing that in only pulls up him. So just for everyone's information, there is actually two different MODOKs. It's just you can't pull them both up at the same time. Kind of related. Shield AT, or the Shield TA. Is the Shield TA no periods or is it periods? Because I can't remember. Because I think I ran into this problem before. With, I think it's with periods. You mean the keyword? No, the uh, TA. Okay, it is with periods. Yeah, it's always with periods. And it is on the keyword, okay, too. Okay, just double checking. Um, the, but the thing is, some of the old generic shield guys, I think... Are named just shield. They don't have dots. Yeah, yeah. see? The sinister guys didn't have dots. That's so. backwards with the MODOK. I know. I don't know what's going on. Reverse MODOK. Upside down. <laughs> uh, Reverse MODOK has giant-ass calves. <laughs> <laughs> giant calves, small head. Um, community questions this week was uh, what sub-themes do you want to see in the Avengers set? We had talked about it last week. Dear God, the number of Young Avengers posters. A lot of people want Young Avengers. Uh, Avengers Arena slash Avengers Undercover, which is basically uh, the new versions of um, what I was talking about with Avengers Academy. Pretty much the same question. Uh, people. All new X-Men, which a lot of people said that. I don't see why they would do it in the Avengers set, though. Just Well, it is on Avengers now set, I guess. But yeah. Defenders... Agents of Shield, <laughs> Star, Jammer. Star Jammers. I don't think they'll do a Star. They won't do Star Jammers. I wish they but... would, but I don't think they will. Uh, New Warriors, though, that is a potential. I don't know. Why I didn't think of that. They they could potentially do that. Well, we got. Didn't we get the last one? We got them in Chaos War originally. No, not we all. We got Nitro. We got Nitro. That was like it. Let's bring up New yeah, Warriors. I don't know who else we have. We got Firestar with uh, the team base, the Spidey team base. Darkhawk and Nova in Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, I don't consider Jubilee to be. Speedball was in Fear Itself. Dagger was in Amazing Spider-Man. Tigra and Chaos War. So they've been scattered out pretty much across the board. Actually, it looks like uh, Nitro doesn't have... Oh, duh. Wait, not Nitro. We're thinking of uh, thinking of the other dude. So yeah, all the new warriors are really scattered out across all those sets. We're thinking of Speedball. No, I was thinking of Nitro. Nitro is a bad guy for them. Yeah, but what's the what's the? I'm getting the team mixed up. What's the team that blew up the city block by accident? New Warriors. It was Nitro that did it. it the New Warriors were the New Warriors were pursuing Nitro. Nitro That's Nitro right. Yeah, yeah. Derp that one. Um, on Facebook, I think I think we had some different answers on there. Yeah, Avengers World. I don't. That's pretty much all. All the characters in Avengers World are pretty much going to be in the set anyway. And it's brand new. Like, they wouldn't have had time to have actually... West Coast Adventures, Dark Avengers. I don't think they'll do Dark again, but we'll as see. As much as I want it, they, they will I wouldn't be upset if they did them. Runaways, that's a good one they could potentially do. Fantastic Four, yeah, good luck. Um, it's okay, Hunter, I'm sorry. Mighty Avengers, Apocalypse Twins. We, we had talked about them last week. Masters of Evil... No love for the Great Lakes Avengers. So well, we got Masters gotten, of Evil as a sub theme in Invincible Army. Yeah, and we've gotten Great Lakes Avengers scattered out here lately too. That's here. about it. 
No, no one said Avengers AI but me. I'm kind of sad. And then one other thing, you and know. I'm going to bring this, pull this up so that I remember this time. So I remember when we were talking, Swagnito uh, had given us advice on line of fire tools. Uh, he had told me about the ones on eBay that you were really cool. You forgot to link to it, didn't you? I forgot to link it, so I'm going to try to find it. God help me. But I'll try to find it. How does Line of Fire give you gardening tools? I don't know. Because it has the word tools. Let's do Hero Clicks tool. Oh god, it's gonna be. It's gonna be the catapult. <laughs> <laughs> Why is there Yu Gi Oh cards on here? Okay, anyways, I'll just have to find his original message and find the link. But. Yeah, I forgot to put the URL in the podcast description. You put in tool and the speed force comes out. That's good. So anyways, uh, that's going to do it for us this week. Next week we'll be back. Uh, actually, next week will be another short format because because of uh, we did two in a row this these past two weeks. But like I said, we got the, the series coming up where we'll be talking about um, the meta toolkit. So you can look forward to that. Um, we'll do, like I said, we'll do a resources one, a Marvel, DC, and maybe a gold. <laughs> Austin one. tried to kiss me. Drew got close to my face. It was his fault. Until then, we'll see you guys next week. If you have any questions, <laughs> send them in to our Gmail account. Dial H for HeroClicks at Gmail. Or you can send them to us on Facebook. Also, if you're interested in getting a Dial H for HeroClicks shirt, um, message me on, message us on Facebook. And do it. that's where you'll get the information for the t-shirts. Later. Later. Bye. I'm going to go beat Drew at cons. Down that.